0: Should the Dallas Cowboys sign all-pro linebacker Bobby Wagner this offseason? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Locked On.
0: Locked On. Locked On Cowboys. Locked On Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir?
1: Not much. It's a Friday. It is. It's I I, I will just give a quick weather update in Los Angeles. It's freezing and it's raining. So it's like the three days uh, of out of the year that that's happening. Uh, But it's also questions day. So I'm I'm excited to kind of dig in and get cozy and answer. Yeah,
0: let's uh, let's dive right into it. A lot of people want to know about Bobby Wagner, who will be released by the Los Angeles Rams before free agency kicks off. The Cowboys had interest last year. Are you interested in signing him again?
1: I think I think they have to look into it, right, and see what the number is going to be. Um, I, I don't really know exactly what the the details of his contract are, or if he's got some any remaining money with the Rams after being cut. But uh, I think the particulars that there are going to be important, especially considering you know everything that we talked about in yesterday's pod. Um, I, I think it's going to be an interesting conversation because it's going to come down to, <laughs> much like it did last year. I think. Uh, of of a uh, a conversation of, well, would you rather have Bobby Wagner at his price or Leighton Vanderesh at his price? At, except the funny thing is all the angles have changed now, right? Well, like, and I uh, think the prices have gone, like they're getting exactly. closer to each other, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, right, is that I, I think last year, you know, and I think even the, the one of the questions I saw this morning was, would you rather have Bobby Wagner for three years or, or, or Leighton Vander for one year? I don't know that Leighton Vanderesh is available for one year necessarily, you know, like he had a really good season last year. Yeah. He may want a, a kind of a multi-year deal as well. I agree with you. I think those numbers got closer together, right? Wagner got, even though Wagner had an outstanding season last year, like not even like a fall off season at all, still had a, fa- a very fantastic season. I still think he's another year older and Vanderesh had a better season, a much, much better season than everyone expected. So I think his number is going to go up. So, the question is a lot more difficult and I think it now becomes, well, what's the market going to dictate for these guys? Right. Because, yes. yep. uh, and, and is that difference, uh, in, in cost, uh, uh, is reflective of their difference in, in, in the play between the two. And I, I think it's, it's tough math, right? It's, it it's, it's, difficult. I, will I, say. I tend to think that they keep it. I think they think, I think they go for Leighton Vander Esch. Ah. It, it, it's, it's probably that's probably the cheaper option. To that's
0: like. probably the cheaper option, probably the safer option. But I, I will say, I think, man, if you could add Bobby Wagner to a linebacker core that is so young, right? Because the other linebackers behind him are, Damone Clark, Jabril Cox, and Devin Harper, right? Like you get an All Pro guy to at the very top of that position to help those guys kind of, you know, get up to speed and. You don't need Wagner to do all the coverage stuff and covering you know, running backs you know, out wide. You just need him to make every single tackle in the middle of the field, and I think he can do that. I think, man, he would be an awesome fit in Dan Quinn's defense. We've already seen it before, but I will say, the fact that Seattle and the Rams have now both moved on from him in back-to-back years, despite playing really well, does make me wonder, like, are they seeing some stuff in the medicals or like, are they seeing him in practice? Like it takes them a long time to get ready to play on Sunday. And they're just, because his contract was very reasonable. I think the Rams are going to pay him like 10 million this year. Roquan Smith is getting paid 20 million in Baltimore. Like if you think Bobby Wagner
1: can still play at an all pro level, keep him at $10 million. Right. Yeah, but you have to wonder like, I mean, both of those situations were kind of in I mean, Seattle was just basically in a full rebuild, right? Like, I mean, and 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 Los Angeles like But they I mean, they were they, in a full rebuild with cap space though. The difference with the Rams true. is they're they're
0: trying to shed as much cap as possible.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the more important thing here, right? Is that with the Rams, like this release is kind of more about what they've done than more than I think what Bobby's done, right? Bobby had pretty fantastic season last year. And even if you're talking about having to kind of work him into situations or, or kind of, you know, work with him to get him to game day ready. I mean, the results are the results, right? Like, and, and not to speak out of both sides of my mouth, because I do think that there's a difference between what I think the Cowboys will do and what I would necessarily want to do. And I think that if the Cowboys are smart, they look at that playoff game that they just played in against San Francisco and they see what Fred Warner did for that defense. And the differences between what that San Francisco defense has and what this Cowboys defense has. I think we can talk about that the defensive line. I think that there's, you know, some some conversations there. But having an elite linebacker like that at that, you know, position when you have all these other kind of pieces involved, it, it really just takes it, it suffocates offenses is what it, it does. does. It, yeah. it, it takes away all the options in the middle of the field. Uh, and suddenly it, it it's, it becomes a slog just to you know, kind of continually make first down. So I think that the Cowboys should kick the tires here pretty seriously. And again, I think the Dan Quinn relationship is going to have a play here. The sure. question becomes like, mm-hmm. it, you know, honestly to me is which is better for the situation that the Cowboys are in this year, not last year, this year, uh, in the Bobby Wagner versus Leighton Vanderess, you know, competition, I guess, or saga for money, or however you want to sign that.
0: Um, I think if I'm the Cowboys, I'd be weary about giving either player a multi-year deal, right? Layton Vanderess, as much as we love him, this injury, the injury I, stuff. I, is I scary. mean, the injury stuff is scary, so I don't know that you want to be giving him long-term deals. I kind of think doing this, you know, one by year, you know, year by year structure makes a lot of sense. So, would I be willing to pay? Wagner, $3 million more than Leighton Vander Esch. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I've conflicted here, Landon. Just honestly, I, I, I if the Cowboys signed Bobby Wagner and free agency on a one-year, $10.5 million deal, I probably would be really excited because of what he could do leadership-wise, what he could do with the rest of the linebackers. And you need a guy that can take on guards and make every tackle in the run game. That's Bobby Wagner.
1: And the, yeah, I think the question becomes: How long is he going to be Bobby Wagner for, right? Because mean, we're, we're we're approaching the well, you know, one more year. That's all. Probably all you need him is. Are you going to get him for one more year? Because that's the problem. Is I think that, and I think that's where the the the, the potential downside with this is: is that is Bobby Wagner going to be interested in a one year deal? And if not, what's he going to sign for? A three year deal. And if you sign him for a three year deal. What does your two and three look like? I, I mean I I feel like I can probably comfortably guarantee that Bobby Wagner has a good another good season out of him. It's just whether it's is it an all pro year? Is it a pro bowl year? Is it a solid starter? Yeah. And I then what's know. his asking price? I mean he's 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 a free agent, you know, he's a vested vet, so he's he's been released. Like he can ask whatever he wants. So um there th- th- probably will be there probably will be competition on the market too, so it, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how that all develops. Honestly, well, he did say, I mean, at least from the tweet from Adam Schefter, which
0: who knows? Uh, he said he wants to you know compete and win, you know, look yeah. to try to win a championship. I mean, right there, your your teams are pretty narrow, right? If you're yeah. just going to pick teams that are in the playoffs last year, and even then, there's you narrow that down because there's a lot of other teams that are already paying linebackers or drafted mm-hmm. linebackers high. My guess is there's there's only gonna be three ish suitors for Bobby Wagner. And you've gotta think that the Cowboys are at the very top of the list. The other team last year that was close to signing Bobby Wagner was the Baltimore Ravens, but again, they traded for Roquan Smith this offseason and just gave him twenty million a year. So I, I mean, will
1: I, also I will also add that, that that this year, as opposed to last year when we were in this, the Cowboys don't have Jalen Smith's dead money on their on their yes. books anymore. Yes. So if they're if they're looking at positional spending, which I'm assuming that they're accounting dead money in there, uh, you know they they probably have a little bit more cash to to sure. allocate to the position than they did last year. All right,
0: let's uh let's switch switch gears a little bit and talk about the draft and a potential quarterback that the Dallas Cowboys could have their eye on. All <laughs> that next. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but you don't want all of the fat and the calories then you've got to try a built bar. Just made it through the holidays, made it through Valentine's Day. We're looking forward to summer. So if you're trying to get in shape and stay fit, built is here for you. What makes built bar so good? Well, for starters, 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar. You absolutely cannot beat that. And the best part is, now you don't have to wait to go get built bars before you can go online. You had to order wait a week or so. They show up at your door. Now you can just go to your local Walmart or your Sam's club. You can pick up a four box of the cookies and cream or the double chocolate or the coconut puffs at you know your Walmart pharmacy. Or if you live near a Sam's club, go check out the 13 bar box of some of the hit flavors, including brownie batter and churro. You can thank us later. Go to built.com to see their entire inventory. Or again, check out Walmart or Sam's club uh, for the boxes that they have right on hand. All right, Lane, let's get to some more Twitter questions. Uh, we've got one about CJ Stroud because there was a report out, uh, I believe early this week that the Cowboys were interested or intrigued by Ohio state quarterback, CJ Stroud. That came from our guy, Mike Fisher. Um, I just want your thoughts on what's going on here.
1: Well, I, I mean, you know, you and I had a conversation about this beforehand and, and, um i think it's really easy to like uh as 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 guys whose job is to like like hear this stuff and kind of try to like you know read tea leaves and 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 try to you know figure out what's going on here it's easy to see these kind of storylines and then just let them roll off your back like they like they didn't happen you know because it's so outrageous and i and i think that that's what's going on here you you brought it up yesterday I mean, th- while we were discussing uh, the interest in the Caveon Thibodeau stuff that last year, right? We we started to hear rumblings about that, and when we heard it at the time, I think our our reaction was very similar to what we were seeing with the C.J. Stroud stuff. Like, well, why are we hearing this? Like, we're, we're not Thibodeau is not like a realistic target for the Cowboys. They can't trade up to go get Thibodeau, or I mean, they would they wouldn't do that, you know? No. Uh, and guess what? Surprise, they didn't. Uh, I think that that what's going on here, and 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 you know, you tell me what you think too. Is I think that there is kind of a new brand of media chum being thrown into the water by the Cowboys front office. I think we're in the doldrums of February. We haven't gotten to the combine yet. It's kind of the slow part of the of the cycle for Cowboys news. I think what's happening here is that media folks are getting thrown some something to talk about. That isn't necessarily, you know, uh gonna interfere with anybody's draft plans, right? Like the Cowboys can tell you that they're <laughs> that they think that CJ Stroud is is a quarterback one. And who cares? Like, you know, the Cowboys are picking well, 26. They're not trading up to go get C.J. Stroud. They're not going to be incompetent. No one's going to sneak up in front of them to get C.J. Stroud. Like, they're already there. This, I, is I a, just think-
0: this is a reenaction of how it went, I'm sure, with a reporter and, let's say, Will McClay. Let's say Will McClay is a source. Yeah, yeah, I, I,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, Will, who do you like in this draft? Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of good players in this draft. We, Really like that CJ Stroud, one of the better quarterbacks in this class. We think he'd fit well in our scheme. We think he's probably gonna be a top two or three pick, but you know, we're intrigued by him. Boom. There you story. Go. <laughs> There's I mean that's it. Like it's that's just good. one of those things like, hey, this might be the best quarterback in the class. We know we're not gonna draft him, but I was telling you pre-show, you can think Dak Prescott is your franchise quarterback and that he's gonna be here for the next 10 years, and still think CJ Stroud's the best quarterback in this draft class. And not have any intention to go draft him at all. Like both of those things
1: could absolutely be true. These aren't romantic partners. This is what I was telling you beforehand, too. It's like you're allowed to like have a quarterback and have him be your quarterback and still think that this other quarterback is good. Scouts are going to scout. Like, they're, well, they're, I mean, they're, they're probably example all these of things.
0: that. It's like Matthew Stafford, right? Like Cowboys have always loved Matthew Stafford, and when he was available via trade, it's at 2021. They didn't do anything about it because they had Dak, right? It's like, hey, we love this guy, but or Sean Payton for coaches, right? Dallas has always loved Sean Payton. Doesn't mean they're going to act on it.
1: Uh, you know, I think the difference between why there's like uh, uh, kind of a panic about this this year and then there was last year when it was Thibodeau is because this is a quarterback. Because it's you know, it's a it's a quarterback that we're talking about. I, I think that, that for scouts, they scout all the they have to scout all these players. They have to imagine every single one of these players in their system. So, yeah, they're going to look at the quarterback and guess what? They don't have to hate every quarterback they yeah. see if he's not Dak. They're going to have an opinion on him. So, you know, that doesn't mean that that the Cowboys that that's actionable intelligence on what the Cowboys are going to do. It's just an opinion that you know someone in the front office had. It doesn't necessarily mean yes. that we have to try to you know reverse engineer how the Cowboys are going to trade up to go get CJ yeah. Stroud. And look, you always have to do your due diligence because you just never
0: know what's going to happen, right? Let's say three other quarterbacks get drafted ahead of C.J. Stroud, and it's Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, and Bryce Young. And all of a sudden, he falls to you at 26. At least you'd like to know whether you like him or not. You want to watch him and stuff. Or, I mean, this is even more unlikely. What if the Raiders get really desperate and like, hey, you know what? We need a quarterback. Here's three first-round picks, Devontae Adams and Max Crosby. I'm just making this up. For Dak Prescott, you can go take your number one quarterback in the class. At least you have to think about it, right? That's a pretty good trade. <laughs> right. So, at least, yeah. Again, totally unrealistic. But yeah. it's more than likely nothing's going to come of it. And It's just that the Cowboys, like C.J. Stroud, they think in Mike McCarthy's offense
1: with these weapons, he could look pretty good absolutely I, I, I think it's nothing more than that and and I think you know it's okay to for them to like guys that they aren't going to take or they yes. don't have the ability yes. to take or whatever I think those, that's totally normal all right this next question comes from
0: Cowboys due diligence which I think is really funny I uh, love it <laughs> will the Cowboys be willing to draft a smaller wide receiver or running back because if not it really limits their draft pool
1: it's a good question you know I think that this is something that uh, if you had asked me this two years ago you know, maybe even a year ago, I probably would have said no. I think they're ch- definitely only going to s- fit inside their their you know their very strict mold of what they're looking for athlete wise. And look, I mean, maybe that still hasn't changed. Maybe these preferences are, you know, Will McClay preferences that uh, won't change despite the change in offense or anything like that. I, but I will say that the evidence has pointed elsewhere. The evidence has shown that they've been willing to kind of look at some of these sort of smaller wide receivers i mean in in what they've signed in the uh offseason and and obviously a, a kick returner right and 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 the, but also it with with ty hilton right like i think he's not a, a big wide receiver and he certainly doesn't necessarily fit the mold of wide receiver that the cowboys would potentially sign yeah um you know in the past i i think the thing that the kind of I don't think that's so clear that they've bucked the trend, right? Because it could be a situation where he's a veteran, he has special skill set. They're it, making they an know exception. There's no They know what he can do, no they, they he can do right. right? So maybe that 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 isn't something that is a, a, a an obvious indication. Because I think the thing that will be the trend breakers when they draft a guy like that, which we have not seen yet, high. yeah. So because uh, I, I think that that's really been the difference is that when they draft in the top 100, then they draft you know in the in the top ends of the round for wide receiver they're 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 trying to hit those molds and i think the same thing goes for you know positions like defensive back and some other spots right i i think that will be the kind of final indication that they are uh willing to invest in a player like that i don't think that they view that as a schematic limitation because clearly they wouldn't have signed guys like yep. that but the question becomes Will they be willing to draft and develop someone who is kind of a diminutive speed wide receiver? Which you're right, there are a ton of those guys in this draft, and a lot of them are look pretty good.
0: I think they're way more likely to do it at wide receiver than running back. I I don't see yeah. them drafting like a sub 190 pound running back anytime soon. Like I just even Pollard coming out was 210 pounds. Like yeah, if they draft a running back, it's going to be somebody that's over 200 pounds, probably six foot tall, because that's just what they like. Now at receiver. I could see them going for one of these 5'11", 185-pound guys if it's the right fit. Now, smaller than that, and there are some guys in this class that are smaller Definitely than smaller. that. Tank yep. Dell from yep. uh, Houston is one of them. That's where I wonder like, how much interest the Cowboys would have, especially because they already have one of those guys on the roster in Cavante Turpin. Like, Do you want to have two sub-170-pound receivers on your roster? I don't know. Um, but I think – I don't think they're going to have to be six foot one, 210 pounds for the Cowboys to draft them.
1: I do feel like that they have started to move away from that being a prerequisite to playing wide receiver for the Cowboys, which it felt like that was the case. It may, may have even started all the way back with Randall Cobb, frankly, when they signed him and he was, you know six foot if he's standing yep. in high shoes. Right. So yep. uh, I, I think that there is a large uh, percentage of wide receivers in the NFL that play in that, let's say five eleven to six foot range. Right. There is a, there's a class of those folks that, that are, you know, technician route runners speed. Some of them are speed guys that the Cowboys have not really tapped into before. It'll right. be interesting to see if now that there's more of an emphasis on route running, uh, that, that they don't seem to kind of maybe lower the restrictions of height on some of these guys um, if they have the kind of skill set that you're looking for to kind of fit into the system all right we're going to come back and we're going
0: to talk about one guy that we're interested in seeing at the combine and cowboys have finalized their coaching staff what does that mean for the 2023 season all that and more next this episode is brought to you by the ultimate football gm app you've heard us talk about this game before it's absolutely so much fun i can't tell you how much fun i had competing against the other lockdown hosts during the season but now it's your turn to compete more on that in just a second if you've ever dreamed of becoming an nfl gm and managing your football franchise well your dream can come true as this game is definitely for you you're going to manage every strategic aspect of your team play through seasons and lead your team to glory trying to build a dynasty with Ultimate Football GM, you're going to be responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, navigating your franchise through a free agency in the draft, as well as all the ups and downs of the season. All of this in a challenging but realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline so you can play on the go as you want to and when you want to we 've created a lockdown league for you to compete against other Lockdown on fans all over the world. Can you be the ultimate locked on football GM? Choose the lockdown league in the app store to join and we 'll see if you can create a football dynasty. Lockdown Cowboy listeners will get a one hundred percent free boost of the franchise when using promo code locked on all in caps in the game store that is locked on all in caps, so make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the App Store. That is ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, Landon, this question for Mark. Uh, who is one player you are uh, watching closely at the NFL Combine this year? Hmm. One player,
1: huh? Um, I got the one for me, and it might yeah, be give the me your. One. I, I think it's
0: Jackson Smith and, and Jibba who we talked God, about. It. He was one of the ones I was gonna talk about. Well, yeah. I, and honestly, yeah. it's probably for the same reason. Like we yeah. most importantly, most importantly, I just want to see him test. Because yep. if he doesn't test at all and he's still having some you know ill effects from that hamstring injury, now I'm getting re- really worried, right? Yep. I also want to see him run. Not that he needs to run, he's not gonna run in the four fours, it's fine. But is he a four five two? Or is he a four six four? Yeah, because that does make a little bit of a difference for me. If it's a four five five, whatever, move on. But if we're getting into the four sixes, that's when I get a little bit concerned about a first round receiver.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I think that for all the reasons you just mentioned, you know, uh, his game is one of those that we talked about, right? Where don't overthink it. Like, don't he's like he has all the skills that you want, like naturally as a wide receiver but you have to be able to kind of confirm that he can operate at that minimum level speed yep. wise. Right. And I think his game lends to in the NFL needing to at least be a four or five guy, like, a, like, yeah, below four, six. I, I just yeah. don't know that he's got, I think for four, six guys, you know, nowadays th- that game just doesn't translate. You know, it's, I mean, really the four, six guys that probably will make it are bigger guys that don't separate that are, Bad ball catchers, but yep. that's just that's just a brand of, of wide receiver that isn't um, isn't very prevalent anymore in the NFL. And so, he's not that big, like he's you know, that's not his game butt. either. Yeah, right. so like he needs to, I think you know to to kind of complete the picture of who this player is. He needs yes. to run in the four fives, and if he does, I think he's exactly the guy that we think he is, and I think he's worth a first round pick. I agree. He's the one guy that I'm
0: going to be watching. I believe next Friday or Saturday the wide receivers yeah. run. Looking forward
1: to watching him. All right, I, last I, thing. Good. Oh, 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 I got to throw my guy because I, I I do think that I mean he oh, was. I thought, certainly, I thought he was your guy. No, he was certainly on the list, but I, I do think that another guy that I want to kind of see is Keely Ringo, right? Because mm. I do think that I'm not a huge fan of Keely Ringo, but I do think that Keely Ringo is a guy that is, and, and I guess let me preference this. I'm not a fan of Keely Ringo, where it seems like he's going to be drafted. Right, like I think that I I wouldn't mind having Keely Ringo as as part of my squad, but I don't want to take him at twenty six. You know, that's just you know where I how I feel about it. It'll be interesting to see exactly how much he blows the doors off the place. I mean, he's supposed to test as like as a very good athlete, and I do think that how that goes will affect where his draft stock is. And the reason that I'm interested in him is because to me, if he doesn't test as well as he uh, is expected to, right? And he's, you know, if you watch the tape, he's very kind of limited scheme wise as to what uh what what he can, you know, where he can fit the best, I think. He could be a really, really good option for the Cowboys at the bottom of the second round if, yeah. if things happen. There's so many cornerbacks in this draft. There's so many like great athletes that, that and, and especially body types that are similar to Keely Ringo that I wonder if it isn't possible that because of that he doesn't get pushed down a little bit in the Cowboys. Again, don't like him at 26, but love him at the bottom of the second round. I, I think that's a great draft pick.
0: I think he needs to test like a 95th percentile athlete or better, right? Like if it's if he runs a four five one, I'm gonna be pretty disappointed because he wins basically by his athleticism. Uh, so that's a good call there. Last thing, uh, Cowboys announced their coaching staff today. Yeah. Uh, nothing super super surprising. The only thing is Jeff Blasco. Went from an offensive line assistant to uh, the running back coach, but he's still going to be the run game coordinator after looking at the finalized list. Anything stand
1: out to you? No, just that. I mean, I think we talked about that we thought it was interesting that Blasco was going to come back as a running back coach, but I think we also, you know, were very well confident that it, that was related to being the run game coordinator overall. Um, I, you know, no, I think we, we talked about all these guys. I mean, I think we haven't necessarily talked about Scott Tolzien as, as the quarterbacks coach, but uh, he's, been know, I, he's been there a while. He's been there a while. And again, I think I would just remind folks that this isn't a situation where the quarterbacks coach is like, like the uh uh personal coach of the quarterback, <laughs> I guess, you know, like coaching and, and development and skill development and all that stuff that happens mostly in the off season. Yep. Uh, away from the facility with their own personal coaches. Quarterback coaches, you know, obviously will will help tinker with that and will will obviously have suggestions there, but mostly what quarterback coaches do from what I understand during the season is help with film breakdown, help break down opponents, help the quarterback look and see what where they could find weaknesses yep. in the defensive opponent at each week and, and just kind of coordinating things overall to making sure that the system is being run properly. So I wouldn't look at this as anything more than just a, a guy that's already familiar with McCarthy's system being a, a voice in the room with Dak.
0: I'd also mention that the Cowboys made a couple of interesting hires on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Sharif Floyd, they finally got him after all these years of actually <laughs> liking him. Uh, now he's their assistant defensive line coach. Uh, and then Darian Thompson, uh, a, a safety that was really a special teams captain
1: for <laughs> forever. Uh, A guy that we tried to cut for years and years and years and years cut. and just never could because he was just too too heady. He was too yeah. smart and he knew what he was doing. So I do
0: like this idea of like bringing in these guys that are like twenty nine, thirty years yeah. old, and just getting them in the building and kind of developing them as coaches. Like we talk about developing players all the time, but not enough about developing coaches. So I think this is pretty cool. Absolutely,
1: and I think it's also beneficial to the players to have somebody who played in the league. Who can relate to what they're going through and are close enough in age that it's more of a big brother situation as opposed to like a parent situation. You know, I mean, I think the players
0: Sharif, react to that better. Yeah, and if Sharif Floyd, like if the Cowboys get a little bit thin at defensive tackle, like,
1: <laughs> just, <laughs> sign them off. Are, are you I, saying the Sharif Floyd is thick? Is that what you? Well, <laughs> I, I'm just saying that he might
0: be their best interior pass rusher right now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I still like him quite a bit. Uh, All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Go check us out on YouTube. Landon, you and I will be back on Monday to talk about some very, very interesting tight end prospects that the Cowboys might be able to draft in round one. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys next time.